You are listening to the Slow Living Podcast, and I'm your host, Stephanie O'Day. What if I told you that you could truly have the life of your dreams, the life you've always wanted, one filled with abundance, joy, and a sense of purpose? It's absolutely possible, and I see it each and every day with my coaching clients. It all starts with learning how to slow down. You deserve to live the life you've always dreamt about. Let's get started. Hi there, Slow Down Society. I am so happy you are here. We are in episode number nine, and I am recording this during Thanksgiving weekend, which has just been awesome and so lovely and so calm and so peaceful and so content. And I sure hope that that's how your Thanksgiving was in your house and in your family and in your life, if that is what you wanted. It's what I wanted, and we sort of set our intention early on, probably back at the beginning of October. I realized this was going to be pretty much the last Thanksgiving where all of my kids, so I've got three, and I've got one in college, one a senior in high school, and then I've got a middle schooler, but it was going to be pretty much the last time that all of us would be in the house together and alone And I just thought, let's figure this out. Let's find a way that we can still see all of the different pockets of family, but in a way that felt good and respectful to us and protecting our boundaries. And COVID is still swirling in our area. My youngest is not fully vaccinated. We've got a brand new newborn in the family and not in my house, in my brother's house. But I just knew this is what I wanted. This is what Adam wanted. This is what the kids wanted. And so we were able to create that. And I think that is why I want to record this episode for you today is figuring out the steps, getting what you want when you want it, because pretty much that's what life is. And and that's what humans want. We sort of always need to be working towards some thing. There's a book I read a few years ago, and I think I actually quote this book a few times in my 246 Eat Intermittent Fasting book. And I think about it pretty often, and it's kind of a cheeky quote. And the name of the book is called Younger Next Year, Live Strong, Fit, and Sexy Until You're 80 and Beyond. And the authors are two men, Chris Crowley and Henry Lodge, and one of them happens to be a doctor. The name of the book, Younger Next Year, I do recommend it, and I write about it in my intermittent fasting book. The quote is, you're either growing or you're decaying. And it's kind of a heady quote. And if you're in a bad mood, it might kind of anger you and and upset you. and, And for some, it might trigger you, and you're just not interested in being told something like that. It's It's not fun to think about, that you're either growing or you're decaying. But it is sort of how I have tried to design my life, and I work with my coaching clients, and it's absolutely certainly how I structured Simple Shortcuts to Peace. And that's what I want to talk to you about today. 
I want to talk to you about creating and building and crafting the life that you want. And I really do wholeheartedly believe that we are able to live exactly how we want to live. And the sky's the limit. I I strongly believe in the American dream and the pursuit of health and happiness and abundance and financial security. And if you want something, go for it and, and go after it. And I realize that for many people, it's quick to dismiss success in that it's pure luck or that you were born at the right place at the right time and you were born in the right family and you were born in a suburban neighborhood and there's children all over the world who are not as fortunate and there's people who have had very bad things happen and they didn't have a stable family and they didn't have all of the things stacked in their favor. And I am not going to argue with you because that is absolutely true and I am not here to to ignore any sort of privileges that I may have been born into or or have at my disposal. So acknowledge that. But then also, I just kind of want you to shelve it because if your first thought that floats to your mind is, well, yeah, sure, but you were born here. Or yeah, well, sure, but I live in a different country. Or yeah, well, sure, but my parents divorced at a young age. Yeah, well, sure, but I have fibromyalgia. All of those things are true, but I think you can find an example of someone somewhere who has had all of the icky things that you have or or think you have or believe you have and have found a way to succeed against the odds. And that is what I want you to focus on is don't have a pity party in your brain and don't decide to be a martyr. I strongly believe, and, uh, and this is what I teach my children, and this is what I teach my coaching clients. If you want something, find a way to make it happen and don't give up. Just keep going for it. So I want to share a few different resources that I have found helpful along the way and have helped me to create the Simple Shortcuts to Peace program. And what I have found has been helpful to the women that I work with and what influences my writing and my day-to-day decisioning. Let's see. So we're in episode nine right now. So I've been talking into a microphone for oh, not a very long time, but long enough in that I believe I did share with you in one of the earlier episodes that I've always been kind of drawn towards personal development and books and resources and audio programs and, and seminars and workshops. I, I like all of those things. And the very first personal development book that I ever read was Rich Dad, Poor Dad, which many people don't even consider a personal development book and more of a finance book and and a personal accounting book. I look at it as a mindset and training your brain to to think in a problem-solving way rather than a huh, this is the way it is. This is the way it's always going to be. Whatever. There's nothing I can do about it. Woe is me. Let's eat more pie and watch more TV, which is very kind of flippant. But I do have that sort of questioning 
of when I am thinking things through or a decision is coming my way. I think, okay, so in Rich Dad, Poor Dad, is is this what a rich mindset, a prosperous mindset, or a poor mindset? Another book that was very instrumental to me in the, the early stages of my marriage and my life and when we were trying to craft the type of life that we wanted to live. And I say we because my husband Adam and I, we've been together since high school and married for 22 and a half years. So he is very analytical and has an engineer mind and and likes numbers and spreadsheets and linear things. And I am very abstract and bouncy. And uh, my ideas sort of are a super ball all over the place. I am certain that I have some form of ADD in that I get bored rather easily. And so the fact that I, <laughs> Adam and I have this long successful marriage I show is just sort of an interesting aspect that we have continued to grow together and try new things and do new things and and travel and and have adventures and and I haven't gotten bored and he has still been able to be stable and linear and and all of that. Okay. So, Steph, where were you going here? What I wanted was was the other really instrumental book that I started reading. Actually, it was an audio that I checked out from the library and it was on cassette tape. And it was The 21 Success Secrets of Self-Made Millionaires. And it was by Brian Tracy. And I have now bought this book for coaching clients. My oldest has read it. I have printed out the checklists. I used this 21 Success Secrets of Self-Made Millionaires as a checklist for a very long time and do have that thought of, okay, Well, would a successful person do this? Would a successful person get up right now and go for a run? Or would she sleep in? And and it sort of kept me on the the path, the trajectory that I wanted to go to. And it has served me very well. So I would absolutely recommend that book for you too. When it comes right down to it, We all just want to climb into bed each night feeling calm, content, and at peace. We want to know that we were able to keep all the balls in the air and were productive without neglecting our own needs and wants. I know. I get it. That is why I recorded a free masterclass on the 10 things happy, successful people do each and every day, and I'd love for you to join us. Learn simple and practical tips to reclaim the sanity and joy in your home and family at stephanieoday.com forward slash masterclass. So I'm going to mention a few other books that were sort of instrumental to me when I was mapping out the sort of vision and the trajectory that I have for my life. And in an upcoming episode, I'm going to go over my five-year plans, because I think they'll be helpful. And I started my five-year plans at right around age 20. So another one, another few books 
that came up while I was reading Rich Dad, Poor Dad and the 21 Success Secrets. They kept talking about mindset and sort of this out of the realm way of thinking. And, and, and it was a little too abstract for me. So I read them. I read Think and Grow Rich and I read The Richest Man in Babylon multiple times. I was trying to figure out how these kind of out there philosophy books, how they would be a step-by-step approach. So I think that is why I really, really liked the 21 Success Secrets of Self-Made Millionaires. And then another one that I listened to on audio and I did not like it, but I listened to the whole thing because it kept coming up in different circles, was The Seven Habits of Highly Successful People by Stephen Covey. And I read that, I say read, but I know that I was listening to it on audio and I was listening to it on audio in a courthouse. I was running a childcare center in a courthouse and I had my two-year-old, she came to work with me every day. So it was a very cool situation. I was working. Uh, If we didn't have kids, I could do my own thing, but I still had to have the center open for, for drop-in visitors. So I was able to read, I was able to write, I was able to kind of daydream and pontificate while getting paid and while having my two-year-old, my toddler with me. So it was a very cool situation and, and it was instrumental to just kind of set me up for, for where I am today. And so I remember listening to Stephen Covey and it was his own voice on this audio cassette and the, and the seven habits. And I'm taking notes and I'm, I'm feverishly writing things down and I've got notebooks and journals and all of these things. And what floated in my brain was that all of this advice, all of the things that I had been reading thus far weren't really relevant to me as I think at the time I was 27-ish. It wasn't relevant for me as a 27-year-old young wife and mother. They were, all these books were written for businessmen. And not only were they written for businessmen, they were mostly written for salesmen. Napoleon Hill was a traveling salesman. Stephen Covey, they did the Franklin Covey day planners. And if you pay attention to the seven habits of highly successful people, it ends up sort of being an ad for the Franklin Covey day planner. And I looked up the Franklin Covey day planner online. And and again, this was back in... Oh, I guess 2003-ish, 2000, I guess, yeah, 2002, 2003-ish era. And so the internet was nowhere near as populated as it was now. So I remember reading different reviews of the Franklin Covey Day Planners, and I just didn't think it was going to be applicable for me as a young mom and, and a wife. And, and I had laundry to fold, and I had dishes to do, and I had shopping lists, and none of that was talked about within the Franklin Covey day planner that was geared towards businessmen. They were talking about time blocking and, and all of these things and set your phone on, do not disturb. But none of that works when you are growing a family because you have to multitask. You have to do all of the things. You can have great intentions of getting up early and writing 500 words. But if you're up all night because somebody's throwing up or has a bloody nose or wets the bed, everything shifts and changes. And so I needed something a bit more fluid. So I actually had this idea. I had this 
whim of an intuition or, or a nudge. And I followed it and it was right to them. You need to create a planner for moms. And so I wrote to the Franklin Covey company. I, it was like some sort of very generic email address, like info at franklincovey.com that I had found online. And so I wrote to them and I explained who I was and that I like listening to the audio tapes and I like the idea of the planner, but I wanted something that was specifically geared towards moms. I wanted lists of things that I needed to do every day. And, and I liked the idea of a set of daily chores. And I liked the idea of, of seven of them because of these seven habits of highly successful people. So I came up with a list of seven chores, which I um, very creatively named the seven daily habits of a highly successful household. And so I wrote to Franklin Covey and they wrote back and we went back and forth for a little while. And then I told them that I wanted a job with their company and that I would create these planners and we could license them and it would be awesome blossom. And, uh, then they wrote back and thanked me for my time and gave me a coupon code for 15% off. And I never heard from them again. That said, the idea didn't die. And, and that ended up turning into totally together shortcuts for an organized life, which is my day planner for moms that I created. It took a few more years to come to fruition, but I didn't let that idea die. So how does this all come back with the mindset and the sort of out there waiting for signs from the universe and, and following your gut and your intuition that gets talked about in Richest Man in Babylon and Think and Grow Rich and along with the step-by-step approaches of the 21 success secrets of self-made millionaires and the seven habits um, that I just talked about. That has always been my secret sauce. It's always been where I have melded the two. I do sort of consider myself a, a spiritual person. I intercept God and the universe in, in my brain. I interchange them. I grew up Presbyterian. I went to Sunday school. I was confirmed. Adam and I were married in a Presbyterian church. He was baptized Catholic. We live in the San Francisco area. There are lots and lots of religions here, and I'm very respectful and, and thoughtful, and I like to read as much as I can. And so I pick and choose aspects of different religions and different philosophies. And if they fit my life, I use them. If they don't, I don't. And I'm not saying this to be offensive to anyone in any way. I think you can believe absolutely what you want to believe. Just for me personally, I, I look at things in, in a very large way and, um, and I don't necessarily believe in any of the fire and brimstone and, oh, bad things are happening because of God or Satan or the devil or anything like that. N none of that fits well to me. It, it doesn't feel good in my body. It's not something I believe in. If that works for you, go for it. If anything, <laughs> I, I am all for doing what feels right to you. And I've always taught and mentored that you need to follow the pull and not the push. If you're guided towards something, follow it. 
if you feel pushed or shoved into something and it doesn't feel right, it doesn't feel right and don't do it. So because I am a bit woo and I think in a future episode, I'm going to, I'm going to record some of my thoughts on my, my wooedness. Is, is that a word? But for day, just, just know that when I I talk, I I sort of interchange God and the universe at the same time. So how does this all tie into getting what you want when you want it? So when I first started reading these success books, they were all about finances and monetary success. And while I thought that was great, it wasn't the only thing I was interested in. I was interested in having a healthy life. I want to live for a very long time. I want a strong, healthy relationship with all of the people that are important in my life. My, my husband, my children, my parents, my, my brother, our friends, our neighbors. I want all of the interactions to, to feel good. I want to have a really good control of my time management. I want to know what I'm doing, what the most important things are in my day and, and find a way to tackle those while still working towards a, a larger goal, a larger vision that I have in life. I like things clean. I don't like messes. It, it, I feel calmer and more at peace when our house isn't cluttered. I've got clean lines, clean surfaces, Maybe that is a tiny bit of the ADD in that I, I can actually feel sometimes that clutter and the dust and, and the dog hair now with Sheldon is talking to me and I don't feel tranquil and unless those type of things are taken care of. And so all of these aspects working together is how Simple Shortcuts to Peace came about. Yes, finances are uber important. Yes, building a business, being an entrepreneur, those are pieces and parts of my identity, but that is not the overall vision. And I've been working for myself long enough that I have seen some very, very successful people that I looked up to go bankrupt, or I've seen their marriages crumble, or I've seen kind of some icky stuff happen in their lives because they were going too fast and and moving too quickly. And they weren't taking the time to just kind of breathe deeply and and stop and slow down and and listen to the nudges from God and the nudges from the universe. And instead they had blinders on and they were going full throttle ahead in, in one direction and one direction only and were perfectly okay shoving people down along the road or using people or stepping on them or backstabbing. And that is not something that I've ever been interested in in any way. I've, I've said it before. I'm going to say it again. If we are lucky, life is long. And there are plen- there's plenty of time to get it all done. Just go slow. Pay attention. Do what feels right. And you will continue to move ahead in a very thoughtful, peaceful, and methodical way. And that is my hope for you. And that's what I teach to my coaching clients, my one-on-one clients. And in the Simple Shortcuts to Peace, 
If you are interested, I would love to answer any questions. You can email me at any time. But I really think that when it comes to personal development, you can't just focus on any one thing. It all needs to work together in a cohesive way. What's the point of being a self-made millionaire if your health is crumbling and you know your A1C is way too high and you're over drinking and you're overeating? What's the point in that? What's the point of having what you think is the the pinnacle success story of of having the huge house with, with the marble floors and the super fancy cars in the driveway if you lose sight of the important people in your life and you end up rattling around in this big house all alone? None of that is important. Everything needs to work together. And that is what I teach And that is what I do, and I am here for you, and I am so happy that you're here and you are listening. I hope you have an absolutely wonderful day, (sighs) and go slow and make things happen. Do you have a slow living story to share? Leave me a voicemail at stephanieoday.com forward slash podcast with any questions, comments, feedback, or testimonials, and I will be sure to include it in an upcoming episode. Also, if you found value in this episode, please share it with your family and friends and subscribe through your favorite podcast provider. The more you share, comment, and leave positive reviews, the more people we can reach and share the slow living lifestyle and messaging. Thank you, Slow Down Society, and have an absolutely wonderful day.